You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. The Dining at Disney podcast. The Dining at Disney podcast. Your ultimate source about the wonderful world of dining at the Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resorts. If you are what you eat, then I only want to eat the good stuff. Kristen Hetzel Go and Jay Bratton are your guides on this culinary adventure. We'll prepare and serve with flair a culinary cabaret. Join them as they discuss the latest food news, expert tips, recommendations, and trip planning advice related to Disney food and dining. From quick service to fine dining, you will discover all the best restaurants and food as they hungrily explore the Disney parks. It brings folks together from all walks of life. The Dining at Disney podcast. And now, your host... Kristen Hetzel Go and Jay Bratton. Welcome to another episode of the Dining at Disney podcast, your ultimate source for delicious discussion about Disneyland and Disney World. I'm your host, Kristen, with me is Jay, and today we're going to be discussing a variety of news coming from Disneyland. You know, the 60th anniversary is going on, so there's always something new being added to that. And then on top of it, uh, Disney announced a lot, a lot over the past two weeks of Epcot Food and Wine Festival event. So we'll be talking about that as well. Before we get into that, we want to thank you for downloading our show on iTunes, streaming it on Stitcher, and watching the webcast on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe to our feeds, and don't forget to share it with your friends. One way that you can help us and support the show is by shopping our affiliate links. We've got Disney Store, Garden Grocers, Jelly Belly. Of course, you have uh, Jay's Tours you can purchase as well. You can pick up the Epcot Dining Guide as well as the soon-to-be-released Epcot Food and Wine Festival Guide. Um, Now, on to our appetizers. Jay, what do you have in Disneyland news for us today? Oh, we had uh, quite a few things uh, happening recently, which is good news. Uh, Actually, we haven't been here for about a month so you guys at the <laughs> disney world had your have your whole big shindig over there at uh, you know at the uh, epcot center so that's cool um but uh, you know we, we got some couple things going on here at the at the disneyland as well uh the first thing i, I found really cool was they uh, started something called the beachside bonfire buffet that's that's quite the uh, quite the mouthful to say right and uh it almost sounds like a tongue twister you know like sally sells seashells by the seashore there you go you you said that way better than I could ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like beach blanket bingo or something like that. You know, it's like oh, that's the- true. I didn't think of that one. <laughs> the one that I can can do fast, and the only one I can do fast is uh, fuzzy wuzzy was a bear. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so uh, this uh, buffet is uh, happening at the Paradise Pier Hotel, and uh, it's uh, of course the the PCH Grill is this location. Um, have you ever been to the PCH Grill? I forgot. I have not. The only okay. place um, I've been to in the Disneyland Hotel has been Trader Sam's as well as um, Goofy's Kitchen. Well, this is this is across the street at the Paradise Pier Hotel. Yeah, I haven't even been into that hotel. Right, right. Um, yeah, it's. It's, it's um I guess uh, the best way to describe it is more budget friendly than the other uh, two hotels. Uh, the way the order, sort of the the uh, pecking order, the financial pecking pecking order, if you will, is that uh, you know the the Grand Californian is the the top you know luxury resort, and then Disneyland Hotel is the medium resort, even though it's a lot. But uh, and then the the more most conscious cost conscious uh, of the hotels is Paradise Pier. 
And they do have their own restaurant, like I said, PCH Grill. And it's a buffet normally. Uh, they do have character breakfasts and stuff like that. And I forgot what the name, it was like Surf's Up Buffet or something like that. I, I forgot the uh, the way, what they had called it uh, previously. Um, but for dinner now, they, they have this beachside bonfire, beachside bonfire buffet. There you go. <laughs> and this thing looks amazing. Uh, if you've seen the pictures, if you check out the website, dunningatdisney.com, and you look at all the pictures of the uh, of all the that they have offering uh, here at the buffet it's quite amazing they got a make your own salad bar a mac and uh, cheese uh, little station they got a mini taco station they got a little saute thing where you can do uh, seafood with uh, with pasta and stuff uh, they also have a carving station so I mean there's lots and lots of options and and it's not only for kids this is oriented towards the adults as well and you know it's uh, I've found it quite uh, quite good uh, you know the the amount of food that they have available uh, as far as the variety and and it looks like the quality is good as well and the the prices the price point is 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 great as well it's it's only 27.99 so I was like well that's great wow. <laughs> you know yeah. and so and then um, you know they have a whole bunch of different buff, uh, desserts and things like that so you know it's it's you know for the price uh, 27.99 really isn't a lot if you think about it you know you go to to some of the sit down restaurants and you can easily spend that uh that amount so you know for all you can eat that's even better i have been amazed by some of the prices that disney has for its buffets considering they are all you can eat and it's not like it's cheap food that they offer so right, some of them have exactly. like that 27.99 to for all you can eat that's that's a great deal considering you can easily spend that much and more on an entree right one of the cool things I I, I thought uh, that they had was that yeah you can build your own s'mores and that's totally like summertime stuff right and it's just like wow and it looks like they have different flavored marshmallows so that that looks really awesome. That sounds that sounds yummy. I love s'mores. Oh yeah, I'm glad here. that Starbucks Starbucks you know now has the s'mores. Do you guys have the s'mores ones out there? I don't do Starbucks, so I I wouldn't know. Yeah, they've got a s'mores flavor. Of course, they do regional flavors, too. Um, one year, I had been down to Disney World, and they had a, in the fall, it, they had a maple mm -hmm. uh, frappuccino. Okay. Nashville never got that, so... That's Always cool. interesting. Yeah, I, I guess you know uh, different regions feature different flavor profiles. I, you know, I had recently reason uh, one of the other reasons why I haven't been on the podcast. Uh, you know, the last podcast was the fact that I had been traveling the country. I went to Seattle and Portland and Las Vegas, so uh, it was uh, quite a different dynamic when it came to the groceries. And uh, I mean, it was similar, like similar uh, establishments, similar restaurants, or similar grocery stores, like uh, Whole Foods and Trader Joe's and things like that but you know they had their own unique niche items and you know that were local you know type produce or local type um you know uh, type of crops and things like that so anyways uh yeah so it's pretty cool sorry to go on that little tangent there but uh <laughs> regardless uh yeah 27.99 and i think it's a great deal um i'm hoping to to uh maybe get over there if i can uh, you know sometimes running short and i'm not sure how long this is gonna last but i'm hoping that it's gonna be something that they make a permanent fixture because you know it, it ties in with the theme i mean it is summer yes and it's an appropriate time um, um, but I think that, you know, just the fact that it's a, you know, beachside bonfire or whatever, it, it, it kind of ties in with the whole PCH theme, you know, Pacific Coast Highway, if for those of you who don't know what PCH stands for. Um, 
So I think it, you know it, it would be a good uh, good kind of mainstay to to have. That you guys have you know nice weather pretty much all year round, so it's not like it would seem you know completely totally out, of out of season, you know, out of place. Yeah. Right. Right. Cool. Uh, and then uh, another thing that's happening, and uh, I'm, I, I'm I'm kind of excited about it, but then at the same time, I'm not a wine drinker, so I'm not sure how excited I am about it. But uh, over at the Napa Rose, they they have this new wine station, and it almost looks like uh like one of those like miniature uh, soft drink you know things where you can just kind of put your cup up to it and and then uh, you know dispense your own you know Coke or Pepsi or whatever the the soft drink of choices and uh this one looks like it uh taps into the these rare wine bottles and then dispenses like one glass at a time so instead of you know opening up the whole thing and then you know having to drink the the entire amount uh looks like there's only you can just kind of get one glass at a time so that's that's a, a well not even one glass you can do like one ounce three ounces or five ounces so that that's nice as well so in case you're just like well you know you're not sure about it and you know just instead of you know getting a full-on cup and then like oh you know this is terrible then you have to put it back or waste it then at least now you, you know you get the opportunity to kind of have a little little sip and, and then uh, check it out and if you like the whole you know like it then get the full glass you know i wonder what those are gonna run yeah that's i'm not sure they you know the thing is that if the bottle is it says you know they they got a, a rare wine that sells like for 400 bucks or something like that what a, a bottle of wine is what four four servings right yeah okay so if you divide that by by four by 400 it'd be a hundred dollars for a glass and if they're using this machine, are they going to charge you a little more because they're using the machine? I don't know. Same yeah, because that sounds like it could easily be like a $30, $40, $50 ounce. Right. So, well, you know. What is for, the what is the pour amount for a, a serving in California? I, You know, I'm not sure, to be okay. honest. I, I just know it varies. It varies by state. Some have five okay. ounces, some have six ounces. That's what I said. Well, I just know 12 ounces. That's that's my bottle of beer. So, <laughs> uh, and then of course, you know, you get the pint. You know, the good old pint. But you know, the the British pint and the American pint are two different things, right? It's uh, British pints. What 20 ounces or something? Or is it? Am I am I wrong about that? They, <laughs> regardless. Should, they should be the same. I, that's what I figured, but somebody said it was different. Eh, anyways, regardless, maybe one of our listeners can uh, correct me on that. Yeah, because when I when I ordered a pint in London, it came in the same type glass that we serve up, you know, a pint in. Hmm. Okay. Well, so probably. I'm gonna is. have to research that. Yeah. And then uh, the the other thing that's happening uh, is the Tahitian Terrace Diamond Luau. And this is a special event. This one is kind of near and dear to my heart because, I, you know, when I was growing up uh, in, you know, I went to Disneyland and my dad had a had a real, you know, fascination with Hawaii. So when we went to Disneyland and we saw the Tahitian Terrace, I was like, this is an amazing place, <laughs> you know, and right next to the Tiki Room. And it was just, you know, a Astounding, and I just I was flabbergasted that they ever took it away. But I'm thinking that it was probably a lot uh, on the kitchen because it's the same kitchen basically as the Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe is now. Um, before it used to be the um, oh my gosh, uh, Stouffer's Stouffer's was the sponsor, and I'm trying to think that I think it, no, not Red Wagon Inn. It was called something. Hmm. I'll have to look into that. Regardless, the uh, 
the kitchen uh, of the Tahitian Terrace and uh, the, the same place where Jolly Holiday is now uh, shared the same kitchen, even though they were different types of food. So I'm not sure if it just became too much, you know, too much on the kitchen or whatever, you know, to have such a wide, you know, array of food. But, you know, then again, I mean, you know, the when you think about it, you, you know, like Club 33, uh, the Cafe Orleans and uh, French Market all share, share the same kitchen as well. So eh, but maybe it's a bigger facility. So it's hard to say. Anyhow, uh they are going to have this event on August 10th and 11th. And unfortunately, it's not going to be in the same location as the original Tahitian Terrace, which is right now Aladdin's meet and greet or something like that. Or it's Aladdin's something. I don't know. Wherever. Anyways, they, they uh, are going to um, have it at Trader Sam's. Do you know what? I actually, I know Aladdin's Oasis. And you know what? Yeah. I didn't even realize behind where they do the meet and greet that there used to be a show back there. Right. I went yeah. back there once and I don't remember who I was with, but they were like, you have to see this. I'm like, that's kind of cool. I didn't even, would never have known that anything was back there. Well, do you see, uh, do you remember uh, the uh, big lion's head in the in the back corner? Yeah. Well, that used to be a waterfall. And the oh, you know, okay. dancers would come out of that location and, you know, that's actually like kind of a backstage area. And, uh, you know, performers would, would you know, enter. You know, when they had Aladdin's Oasis, they they did dinner shows and things like that previously. And they had uh, performers come out and they reenacted Aladdin. And, and uh, it was, it was, I didn't, I never went to that. But from what I heard, everybody enjoyed it. But even though it was kind of short-lived. And I guess it wasn't as popular as the Tahitian Terrace because they only had it on certain weekends. Actually, they at first they had it like every day of the week. Then they were like, okay, we're going to have it just on the weekends. And then they were like, well, we're just going to do it select weekends. <laughs> so apparently it is, you know, the, the popularity uh, kind of dwindled pretty quickly. And that's is it ever used for Aladdin anymore other than the no. character meeting greet? No, well, the only thing that they do uh, over there is the uh, fat... Um, Phantasmic uh, meals, uh, the okay. phantasmic, yeah, that you get a phantasmic fast pass with the with the meal plan or whatever. Uh, I, from what I heard, the meal is pretty good. It's you know similar to like World of Color. You know, it's just you know you go up to the window, provide you know the the ticket or whatever, and then you get a little lunch box of of different items and things like that. Uh, I think that there was like a lasagna and uh, something else, some other option. So you know, it wasn't it wasn't like you know it allowed ground meal but it was the least expensive alternative you know compared to riverbell terrace and the blue bayou so you know it's it was a good option for some people hmm. but uh back to uh the tishan terrace <laughs> uh they are having it at trader sam's now the thing is it's going to be uh the it's going to be 150 dollars per person it's August, only two days, August 10th and August 11th. And there are two times for each of the, for each of the, the sh days. So there's one at five o'clock and one at seven o'clock, seven or seven thirty. Let me check on that at seven, seven o'clock. So uh, the, I guess it's an hour and a half event and they're going to have dancers. They're going to have uh, like all these um uh, Imagineers doing like a history of the you know Tahitian Terrace. Uh, they're going to have uh, the food that was featured on the menu back in the day. Uh, they're going to have you know, and then you do get two drinks, two adult beverages with that if you want, or you know, two soft drinks, whatever. And um, then you also get a, a special edition Tahitian Terrace cup. And uh, have you seen this cup? It looks really cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it looks amazing. I'm I'm. <laughs> 
I, I kind of, I, you know, the other day I've been sort of vacillating on whether or not I want to go to this because 150 bucks is a lot of money. But you know, I was like, you know, I don't know. And, and then I looked at this cuff and I was like, uh, well, it might be worth it. You know, I, you know, especially if I can get a couple of them and, you know, sell one off on eBay kind of helps with the, the expense and stuff like that. And then um, I saw a ticket was available and I was like, should I get it? And I, I talked to my wife and I was like, should I get it? And she's like, yeah, just do it, you know, because it's your birthday pretty soon. So, you know, treat yourself. And I was like, all right, all right, I'll do it. And then so I checked back uh, this morning and unfortunately they're all sold out oh no yeah yeah, it was kind of a bummer but eh, that sounds like something i would do yeah i I have a habit of like waiting and you know debating should i spend the money on this do i not spend the money on it and then when i go i'm gonna spend the money on it that it's like not available i'm like husband all the time it's like you know you you need to just do it like if you see something and you really want it just buy it don't keep thinking about it because it's always not there when you want it yeah that's true i just you know like there earlier uh or not earlier this year it was um in october of last year they had the mahalloween at trader sam's and that one i think was around 85 dollars if i remember correctly and so that that's you know reasonable price and so i went to it and you know without a hesitation and they had little appetizers and it was a fun time you know they, they mainly they were there to to release a special edition mug of like a zombie mug or something like that for for halloween uh, at uh, trader sam's and and they also were talking about uh, trader sam's grog grotto and so you know showing some of the concept art and things like that but uh, you know i mean 85 dollars is one thing but 150 i mean you know that's that's a pretty steep price and yes i mean the difference is that this time it's a, it's a full buffet versus appetizers, but uh, I don't know. And then I guess there's more entertainers this time as well. Last time they had some guy who I forgot what guy's name was uh, something something. Oh man, I can't remember his name. Anyways, it's some like white guy, and he did like Polynesian music like on a little ukulele, and he was ca- kind of a comedy <laughs> act and stuff. So, anyways, I mean, it was it was a, it was a good time, and you know, and, and all that, and definitely worthwhile. And then this one, I you know, I just kind of I had that debate, you know, that inter- internal debate, you know, like whether or not it was worth it, and then one, you know, whatever. But you know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to check back and see if I can get get a ticket eventually. You know, maybe I'll just kind of you know figure out you know that uh, maybe somebody will cancel or something, or at least that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> So um, anyway, so yeah, so that's happening, and I, I'm I'm really glad that's happening. And I'm, I, if I can't go, then I'm looking forward to maybe seeing some photo reports and things like that, and maybe talking to some people that that actually go to the event, so we can get get some firsthand uh, encounters and stuff like that. Be great to do an interview about that. Like, oh yeah, you know, exactly. something you can't attend and find somebody to tell you all about it. I mean. That's sure. cool. It definitely uh, makes you want to attend those events more when you hear it firsthand from somebody about what a great time they had and that they felt that was money worth spent. Yeah, just don't read Mice Chat. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you read uh, about these events on Mice Chat, I mean, you know, it's kind of a, a lot of people have negative things to say on there. So avoid avoid Mice Chat. And I mean, you know, people who who read Mice Chat, Mice Chat know, you know, it's it's not it's not a bad place it's just a lot of people have uh, a lot of negative things to say or at least not as um 
like, you know, when I went to the, the Mahalloween or whatever, I had a great time, you know, other people are like, oh yeah, but it was hot. And, you know, like they took forever to get drinks and, you know, they, they didn't have enough entertainment. And it's just like, well, dude, I mean, the whole point was they didn't even have to have entertainment. The whole point was to release this mug. And that's exactly what it's a, it was a merchandise yeah. event. So, I mean, why are you complaining? I mean, uh, everything that you got provided, you know, uh, you know, as, as part of that package was just a bonus, you know, and, and so, and so, you know, and then it was probably the same people that sold their, you know, swag on, on uh, eBay because it, you know, the special edition mug, it was only available at that event. But uh, anyways, regardless, uh, yeah, I kind of went off on another tangent. <laughs> but you know, those are the kind of people that can never be plagued. And that's, that's not any fun. That ruins all the fun. Right, exactly. All right. And then two more, two more little news items. Uh, the first one is, uh, has to do with more food available at, uh, Disneyland for the 60th anniversary diamond celebration. And this time, uh, if you've heard, uh, or if the people, any of our listeners have heard about the July 17th and, you know, is the 60th anniversary, the actual day, and they gave away free cupcakes to everybody. And, uh, my buddy Chris Allison from the Diz Geek podcast was there and he said he, uh, he, had three cupcakes believe it or not <laughs> and uh, yeah you could grab as many cupcakes as you wanted they had them at various locations around the resort so that, i thought that was pretty cool you can't go wrong with free sure it's not very often you get something at disney for free we exactly. think that's like 12 dollars in cupcakes he ate exactly <laughs> So the, uh, yeah, he, uh, um, I guess said that they were good. So, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's good. Uh, and then the, one of the things he noted though, that he said all the cupcakes were cold. So I'm thinking that they probably, oh, and then here's another number for you, hundred thousand. That's how many cupcakes that they made for this event. And I thought that was pretty amazing. I, you have to wonder how many people they had making those cupcakes and for how many, like how many hours did it take to make that many? that's a lot of cupcake it is and my the way i see it is that they probably had it done through machinery because there's just no way you can produce that many cupcakes in you know relatively short amount of time and even if you freeze it it's still going to take you know it's very labor intensive to do that and according to chris that each of the uh, each of the cupcakes were pretty much perfect you know what i mean like uh, all the the toppings and all that stuff so you know i mean you know, when you have something that's handmade you know there's going to be something a little crooked or you know a little lopsided or you know the, the whipped cream or the the, the uh, buttercream or whatever is going to be you know not 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 quite right you know and, and but he said each of them looked identical to each other so that my assumption is that they had it done by by machinery which is fine i mean you know i mean a lot of the food that you know they make at disneyland is done by by machines so that's fine um so some of the things that they have uh, for uh, some new things so, uh, as of July 17th, they have, of course, the candy apple. Um, this one's a blinged out apple, though. If you've seen a picture of it, it's like all blue sparkly with like, uh, you know, all these, you know, just it looks like the, the castle, you know, like with all the uh, blue diamonds and things like that on, on top, which is cool. And then uh, it, I guess it's caramel and covered in white chocolate. And then um, it does have the little anniversary, like a milk chocolate anniversary logo, which like which looks pretty cool. And then we have the, the also they have the 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 marshmallows now. Previous last month uh, for July, uh, well, actually our current month now, but you know now from henceforth, uh, they're gonna start making the instead of the s'mores covered apples and s'mores covered crispy treats and, and marshmallows, they're gonna be do uh, pretzel and chocolate. 
So I thought that was pretty cool. You know, it's it's pretzel and peanut butter and chocolate. Uh, so you've got like that sweet and salty mix and the crunchy. And yeah, it, it looks pretty good. I actually... That I want. Yeah, I, you know, the s'mores kind of, you know, I one of the things I cringed about was like, man, it's like sugar on sugar on sugar, you know? But this, you got that pretzel. So you get that, the salt, uh, which kind of counterbalances the sweet or actually it accentuates the sweetness. And then you got the uh, the the pretzel itself, which you know it has that nice just <laughs> crunch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> I love that crunch. So, and then uh, peanut butter sounds interesting. I I was, uh, I, you know, I'm not sure who who created this concoction, but they did a good job. I think peanut butter, chocolate, and pretzel. That's all I need to hear. There you go. I'm sold. <laughs> they better have some when I come in a few weeks. And then, uh, yeah, the last thing, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, yeah, they they will have this uh, available. Um, they also have the gourmet bark, which is uh, chocolate. Uh, it's similar to the bark, uh, you know, from last time. This one's uh, pieces of pretzel uh, with peanut butter and additional pretzel bites. So you know, it's it's again, you know, you got that sweet and salty mix, which I really enjoy. And, and um, it's going to start August first. And probably my assumption is that since they had the s'mores for July. They're going to run this through the entire month of August. That's my, my assumption. It doesn't say it um, exactly that, uh, say that exactly in the uh, Disney Parks blog, but it, you know, uh, it, you probably would assume that that would be the case. And then September, move on to something else. Last thing, uh, this one is about new magic sippers. And the magic sippers are going to be available. Uh, well, actually, it started. Uh, it made. It was made available July seventeenth. And there's two different styles, which I really, I think both of them look really cool. Uh, the first one, and I'll show a little picture for our YouTube viewers here, is the uh, one that looks like a world of color fountain, and it uh, blows. It glows uh, blue, and it looks like the uh, you know the the water splashing up. It's made out of plastic um but it looks really awesome i i really like that i'm wondering because it didn't really say in the article if oh yeah they of course it will it's made with magic it's going to change colors it's <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole thing right it's they're going to do the um the whole uh you know interactivity with uh you know just like the the wand and they have the mickey mouse glove and this um and then the Minnie mouse ears and then uh, they also are going to have one that looks like Chernobog. And, that would be cool. Uh, yeah, that one I I am really tempted to get. Actually, I'll probably get both. I mean, who, who am I kidding? <laughs> so the the one uh, Chernobog. Oh, now yeah, I think I need that one. It's it's so appropriate for Halloween. I you know I I mean even even if I'm not at Disneyland, I'll probably carry that thing around during the Halloween uh, season because <laughs> it looks so so menacing and so evil and but it looks cool at the same time. They did a good job on that. I like it. They did. And, you know, the thing, I really applaud uh, Disneyland for, for producing these sippers. I I have the wand, okay? I have the Made with Magic Wand. I like that. Um, but one of the things when, when they first uh, released this Made with Magic type technology is that they were the ears, right? And I always found that kind of, I don't know, it just, it, it, it was just, it was a distraction to me. You know, I'm, I'm watching World of Color, I'm watching Fantasmic, and then in front of me, somebody's wearing the ears and the ears are like glowing and changing colors which is fine and it's supposed to go with the show itself but in reality i kind of found it just like
like a visual distraction to, you know, my, you know, I'm trying to look at the show. And, you know, when you're adding an extra, you know, four to six inches to somebody's head with the ears, it, you know, it just becomes a, another, you know, something else to block your view, which sucks. Yeah, especially when you're only like five foot tall. Yeah. And then, uh, I always hate those things. That and that and when people put their kids on their shoulders. Right. I always have like the six foot four father with his, you know, six year old son on his shoulders. So now he's like eight foot tall and I can't see anything. I'm like, uh, yep, might as well not even bother with it. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I, I told you off air previously about a, kind of a sort of a bad experience I had uh, last time at Disneyland and it's unfortunate because it was the first time I was watching the, uh, you know, the, the new parade. And uh, I was just, you know, we, we'd been there for two hours at Coke Corner. And then, you know, as soon as the, you know, five minutes parade before the parade starts, all of a sudden, you know, this this 12 foot wall of people just, you know, erects before my eyes. You know, I'm like, oh, no. I mean, it just it was really, uh, really, it really bothered me a lot. You know, I'll just put it that way. So uh, but I won't I won't rant on that too long. Uh, regardless, uh, I think that the supers are a better idea than the ears, personally, and I'm glad that they they released these. And if you want to see pictures of of both of these new sippers, check out diningatdisney.com website. Yeah, I think that's going to be on my list of things to pick up when I'm there. That's true. You're going to be here very soon in what about two weeks or so. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll, we'll I'm be ready. Out. I'm yeah. so excited about seeing all the the 60th anniversary stuff and hearing what a uh, D23 expo has what kind of news they've got i'm like they have to have some big coming out because last time this is the one thing everybody's kind of a little disappointed about is it seemed that there was no big park news it was a lot of movie news mm-hmm. so i'm hoping we get to see some of concept art from the avatar section for disney world and i want to hear that star wars is being announced for one of the parks and i want to hear that they're going to turn tomorrowland into like stark tower or something the avenger tower yeah that'd be cool definitely at least your tomorrow because they can't turn our tomorrowland in that we can't have marvel in the park yeah it would you guys have uh some kind of deal with uh because universal or something uh they have um kind of like they can't have it within like so many miles or something like that of of universal orlando is that right yeah yeah Yeah. universal has a marvel section to their park that is 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 not well done by any is it is it the one that's in the um what's it uh island of adventure or adventure Mm -hmm. island or something like that yeah i saw that and it's basically like a bunch of cutouts right it it looks like characters that that have been cut out of wood and and then just kind of painted and it's just like really (laughs) so i mean it's not really Uh uh-huh it is not well done at all right the best thing about the section is the the spider-man attractions good but Mm -hmm. they have some really cool merchandise that Mm -hmm. they they sell in their shop which is good for disney because every Every single one of those pieces of Marvel um, merchandise that is purchased at Universal, that money goes to Disney. <laughs> there you go. So I'm surprised they've kept it instead of making a deal with Disney to give that up for whatever amount of money. So is that all your Disneyland news? That's all I have. It's a lot. But uh, yeah, and then uh, hopefully uh, we'll get some more announcements because uh, Halloween is coming up pretty soon. They announced some dates. Uh, I, you know, usually they have uh, Halloween themed food uh, during during that uh, time of year. So I'm looking forward to that. And also um, not, not too much the Halloween party itself. Well, actually, they do sometimes have special food at the event. Um, so we'll see. I mean, and, and plus, this is a, you know, 
know, the diamond celebration. So maybe they'll, they'll step up their game with the food in, in that regard as well. And, uh, but, you know, like trick or treating at Disneyland, it, it, you know, it's, uh, you know, what can you say? There's candy. <laughs> you know, it's just like gobs and gobs of candy and not, not much beyond that. So that's when you go at the end of the night and you grab your candy then, because then they're just trying to get rid of what's left in the barrels that they have. So they oh, can, like, they, uh, no, have you been to Disneyland? Uh, during I haven't the been to Disneyland. Okay. okay. Well, Disneyland, they just do not care. Uh, they will give you two handfuls of, of candy. And in fact, I mean, you, you basically can bring one of those big hefty, uh, you know, garbage bags that you, you know, you, you see in the, you know, that you put on the outside garbage cans, not, not your kitchen bags. I'm talking about the outside garbage cans. I think it's like 32 gallon sucker. And you can fill that up. No problem going to all the candy stations at Disneyland. Wow. Um, so, sometimes you'll get, you'll get a cast member that's tight and it's just like, Oh, here you go. Here's one piece, two pieces. Okay. Bye. Trick or treat. And it's like, um, okay. The other ones are like, here you go. Whoosh, whoosh, you know, and it depends too. Cause like they, uh, in the past they had some, uh, uh Giardelli, uh, chocolates. So, you know, they're a little more stingy with those, but all the other ones, you know, all the kind of lower budget, you know, candies that they have available in the grocery store or whatever, they'll give you, you know, just tons of it. So that's cool. Yeah. So that wraps up our appetizers and on to the main dish, which is going to be food and wine festival. It there's just so much stuff that has come out over the past two weeks. What was it? Two weeks ago, I did the preview that was for media as well as the tables and Wonderland members. And since then, it's been like news story after news story after news story of things coming out. It's crazy. Um, so some of the the most recent announcement was: Are you a, a Chase Disney uh, Visa card member? Okay. Kind of. I, I have I have my uh, bank account uh, at Chase, but uh, my I don't have a Visa card per se, a traditional Visa card. But I do have an ATM card with the Visa logo. So okay. they, they look at it and they're like, "Yeah, you can do it." You know, so that's fine. <laughs> that's so. nice. The cool thing is they're doing something special for the card holders this year. They have three different events that are exclusive to Disney Visa card holders. One is right up your alley, Jay. It's brews, breakfast, and more. Oh, my. It's going to be a three-course breakfast that uses beer as an ingredient and is paired with it. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. They only do it on one day. It's September 28th. But uh, all of these all these events that they have for cardholders, there is one date that the event happens, and that's it. Oh, uh, that's kind of, well, I guess that's fine. I mean. I can only imagine how fast these are, are going to go. Yeah, um, I, I just, you know, I don't understand why, you know, why they do that. I mean, it's it just, uh, I, I don't know, maybe just to compel people to, to go on certain days or whatever. Because, I mean, if you offered it more frequently, then you'd have more money. <laughs> I mean, that's just logical to me. But I whatever. think it's probably targeted mostly at those who are local. Oh, okay. Rather than, you know, those who live either out of country or out of out of state that have a card or a way to get them to come like oh i really have to do this particular thing you know let's let's go to disney for like a you know a weekend or you know beginning of the week so the other two that they have one is 
they have an event called Party for the Senses. And it's huge. It's one of the most popular events that they have. And they have an event called the Making of the Party for the Senses. So you can you get to see how the culinary team comes up with all of the the food that's offered and the beverage pairings and all of that kind of stuff. Like, that's pretty cool. You know, it's, I think it's kind of neat to see how Disney, their food and beverage department, works kind of behind the scenes. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, one of the things that I had enjoyed, uh, you know, when I was looking, I'm uh, sorry, backing up a little bit here. I was looking uh, back when Disney California Adventure had their food and wine festival. It was 2011. I was like, really? I was like, dang, has it been that long? It's been five years. I was like, oh my gosh, or four years. Five, actually, it was 2010, excuse me, because it's been five years. And I was like, wow, you know, that's just, that sucks. You know, like, I remember one of the things that stood out to me was I love those culinary demonstrations and one of them uh, I forgot the name of the chef but they showed you how like how to prepare beets and like my wife doesn't like beets and but the way this guy prepared it, it you know with all the various ingredients and stuff like that she's like oh this is good <laughs> I was like yeah that's cool. So. yeah it's it's nice you you know a chef knows what he's doing when he can make an ingredient that you do not like taste fantastic exactly so the other event is is called creation of food and wine marketplaces and so you enjoy a breakfast with the sparkling wine toast you get to meet the festival chef as well as beverage professionals and an imagineer and you get a sneak peek at how they go about creating each of the marketplaces along with their menus and i was like that one i think i'd want to do more than any of the others i i would agree with you i'm totally that's, that's soon as, right up my alley right up my alley yeah as soon as they the festival ends they already start deciding and coming up with menus and everything for the following year like wow. that's you know that's a long time that they're working on that event but then again it also lasts for you know two and a half months no a month and a half so it's what 53 days i think what it's at something like that uh, they also mentioned uh, other events that are going to be taking place. And these are going to be ones that cost nothing. Um, as you mentioned, Ghirardelli earlier, they have a nice display that they do. And it's in the Festival Welcome Center. You, They've got the little candy for you to, you know, that you can pick up and, and take. Somebody handing out the candy. But they take and make these giant chocolate displays. Like the stuff that you see on, you know... Um, the challenges that they do in like the Food Network, these mass things, and they're all made of chocolate by the Disney chef. So that's really cool that they're, they have some free little uh, tips and tricks that you can learn from experts. It's called Back to Basics, and that takes place on the weekends. And then this year, they're bringing back the Dominican Republic, and it hasn't been at the festival in eight years. So as part of that, they're going to do a spotlight on the Dominican Republic, and you'll learn more about their culture, crafts, and their culinary delights. Also in that same area, they're going to host book signings with meet and greets and bottle signings. And the book signing ones are cool. And sometimes the lines get really, really long because it's somebody like Robert Irvine, who is, you know, quite famous. So who are some of the headliners this year? Um, Cat Core is going to be there. Um, Robert Irvine will be there for an event. Carla Hall will do one from uh, ABC's Chew. They're actually for a ABC's The Chew is going to host uh, live tapings because they're oh. going to be there October 8th, 9th, and 10th okay. and host tapings each day. They're going to be at um, the first two days, they're at 8 and then a second one at 11. And then the last day, it's an 8 o'clock taping. But they're doing five shows for the following week to be aired. Like, that's going to be cool. 
Yeah. That I'd like to attend. Well, there you go. And then you get, get on TV. <laughs> you know, you know, bring your uh, dining at Disney little sign and then you wave it up. Right. In the, air, <laughs> and the, the audience is like, yeah. Be no, like, we uh, need to get a shirt made. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, both. I mean, you know, because you got to hold the sign up, right? Because that's, don't they do that? Like wrestling events and things like that. Oh, yeah. WWE or whatever. Like everybody has their little homemade signs. And see, there you go. That's dining at Disney. <laughs> I've been to one WWE event and I was like did not realize that they tape a whole bunch of other stuff at the same time hmm. so it was a lot longer than I had expected it to be like I don't have I don't have the patience to sit there for that much stuff yeah and they brought back the ocean spray cranberry bog which is really cool. I one year got to get in last year. They didn't do it. But the year before Ocean Spray had invited me and I was able to put on the little waders and talk to two uh, cranberry growers and you could get in the bog with the cranberries, just like you see them on TV where they're standing in the bog, you know, uh, that was fun. I'd want to do that again. And, and so they, you get your like a little photo opportunity and stuff like that? It was part of a media event. Oh, interesting. So they invited like a handful of people who run podcasts and blogs and write books. Oh, to okay. It, and Ocean Spray um, got a hold of my name and invited me to go. And it was a lot of fun. Well, that's cool. Uh, yeah, my name is J-A-E and last name B. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so Ocean Spray or Disney, if you're listening, Jay wants to be invited. <laughs> sure. Well, if I can't go there, then maybe uh, one of the other future events for Disneyland as well. They, I do like it when they get when you get to attend some of these fun events like that. They don't. You guys do a lot more of those things than Disney World does. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm on Daniel. Like actually, both Tommy and I are are on Daniel to get to some media event things for for these Disneyland uh, type of uh, activities. But you know, I don't know something. I guess they don't like him or something. I don't know. Maybe because he lives too close to Magic Mountain or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just needs to be more persistent. Perhaps, yeah. I have to look into it. Can you imagine I, you know, some how, of our, Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Can you imagine how many emails they get from people requesting stuff? Right. Well, and, you know, and some people look out. I mean, you know, even though they, they may have, you know, small listenership or whatever, they still get in. And it's just like, you know, I guess it's like there's a guy. Well, I won't say his name. But anyway, some guy that he had a relatively new podcast, and but he was able to, to get access to, you know, these media passes and things like that. And I was like, how'd you do that? Dude? I mean, you know, you'd only had a podcast for like a month or six weeks or something. And I was like, oh, OK, that's strange. But uh, He must have known someone. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, he must have known someone. Usually that's what happens is you you know the right person and that's how you can move that fast through the, yeah. through the Disney system. Well, it's the old saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, Eat to the Beat concert series. They have four new guests this year and it's going to be 80s pop icon Tiffany, who I recently met. She's super cool, really nice. Um, Everclear. Maxi Priest and Chaka Khan. They are so, all new this year. I, you know, sorry, I, I'm kind of, I'm going to ask this question because I'm, you know, I've never been to the Food and Wine Festival there. What is Eat to the Beat? I mean, basically, what's this, like, give me a summary of it. Okay. They do a concert series the length of the Food and Wine Festival. It's called Eat to the Beat. Okay. And it has uh, musicians and artists from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. Okay. So it's free. It's included in the price of your Epcot admission. 
Did you say you had been, you said you had been over to Epcot, right? Yes, I have. Uh-huh. Okay. Where the American Pavilion is across from it, there's that huge theater. Right. That's where, where they they're held. The, okay. Yeah, that's, uh, they do the candlelight processional there. Yes. Right. And they have three showings. There's a 5.30, 6.45, and 8 p.m. showing. Okay. So and it's a variety of artists, like just to name a few of them that are coming this year. You've got David Cook, who was one of the American Idol winners. You have the Pointer Sisters, who were huge, you know, back in the 70s. Uh, Sugar Ray, yeah. who was, you know, had plenty of hits in the 90s. Tiffany from the 80s. You have Boys to Men. Hanson, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Um air supply so it's a their bands that were are really big name bands right. I just some didn't... are still famous now some you know not so not so much are, are more <laughs> in re- retirement and just doing the tour circuit and right and, and enjoying themselves so i guess uh, because the the title sort of i that's the reason i had asked the question because eat to the beat it, i didn't know if like it was like a dinner concert you know like where you ate while performers were you know what i mean like they had you know like tables set up so you can you know dine and watch bands perform live is that is that right it's um it's just a normal like amphitheater but you can grab what a lot of people do is grab food mm-hmm. and sit down and you know either enjoy a drink or you know some food or whatever why they watch the show okay so they they allow you to bring food and drink into the, the amphitheater okay yeah. cool awesome i always bring drink rather than food i, I need one hand free for the camera yeah so, <laughs> so it's like drink take picture <laughs> uh let's see what else oh list of the booths that'll be coming this year um you've it's the the typical ones that they have pretty much every year there's africa australia belgium there's block and hans which normally has beer but during the food and wine they're going to do a wine uh brazil brewers collection which is right up your alley jay oh yeah Canada. i like the, the chingu have you tried the chingu beer I have not. I uh, I think it's X I N G U. It's a it's a dark beer, uh, yeah. similar similar uh, in color to uh, to Guinness, but it has a lighter flavor. It's not like your typical dark beer. It it really has a nice. Uh, it's a robust flavor, but it's not it's not heavy. You know what I mean? It's so not like heavy a black lager. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's probably the best way to describe it. Yes. But anyways, yeah, yeah that's something. Yeah, that's, I like that. I like that beer a lot. I'll have to try that next time. Canada, China, another one for you, craft beers, which is last year they actually held it. That one was inside a old restaurant that's no longer in use. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice. You could go in there, sit down, have some beers and, and get some nice air conditioning rather than melting out in the hot sun. Uh, perfect. Desserts and champagne. There's fresh, uh, farm fresh, which features Florida um, local ingredients. France, Germany, Greece, Hawaii. Hops and barley. Again, more beer. Ireland, Italy, Japan, Mexico, Morocco, New Zealand, Patagonia, which is, um, I believe it's Argentina and Chile, kind of the foods from the two countries put together. Poland, Scotland, and South Korea. Um, and they have some new ones. There's a cheese studio, which is just going to focus on cheese and wines that go well with them. Uh, Chew Lab and Sustainable Chew. Both those are tied into um, the TV show, The Chew. 
And for the first time, they're moving, having those two booths are going to be located in Future World, which they've never done before. The Food and Wine Festival has always been contained to the World Showcase, except for the Festival Center. They use an old empty pavilion building for that. So I'm interested to see where those two booths are going to be placed. And it's one of those things where I think you're either going to have to hit it as you enter the park or do it as you're exiting the park since it's not with everything else. So I'm curious to see how the traffic flow is going to go with those two. Now at all these booths, it's it's essentially they have their own specialty item and then you just go up and get whatever you want. It's not where you have to like buy a ticket uh, and then you exchange a ticket for a meal. You just pay cash or because I'm assuming that it's not part of the dining plan, right? Uh, They're snacks portion. So most of the food a, you can use your snack credits on. Oh, really? Oh, well, that's that's really good information to know. I, and it's I, worth it to save them just for that if you're planning on going. Because there's dishes sometimes that are 7 $8. And you can use your snack credit on that when it pretty much $4 is about as much as you're going to get. Maybe $4 and some change with the use of your snack credits. That's mm-hmm. the, the high end of it. So to be able to use them during food and wine, that's a substantial amount of savings you'll do you'll get by using them there rather than on you know a marshmallow on a stick or something like that yeah that to me that's huge and so basically so if i go up there and i say well you know i want to I want a, a, a pint of Hefeweizen, then I can use my snack credit, right? Not on alcohol. Well, it's but it's liquid bread. It's liquid <laughs> bread, okay? That's what it is. <laughs> Just hasn't been, you know, baked, that's all. Right? Uh, yeah, that's it, can't I, that's <laughs> it can't be alcohol. It can't be alcohol. And right. they have on the menus the little, um, it'll say, it's a little square, and it says DDDP, Disney Dining Plan. No, DDP, Disney Dining Plan. Okay. So they're mar- it's marked on all of the all of the menus to make it easy for you. They also mark on their uh, vegetarian items. Last year, they marked ones that were gluten-free as well. So it made it a lot easier for people who had dietary restrictions. Um, the one thing I am disappointed that they didn't bring back this year was Tara because it was a vegan marketplace. And it made it much more enjoyable for those who are vegan because there really isn't anything else unless you're getting grapes or some fruit. I mean, so many of the things contain meat or a dairy product like pasta. Mm-hmm. So they didn't bring that back. And then the, oh, the last um, new booth is going to be wine studio. So it's going to have cheeses and wines as well. Cool. Well, that's so um, much information. It's a good thing oh, you wrote it all up on the, on the website, right? <laughs> uh-huh. And then uh, they do have, I'm going to mention two last things and then we'll wrap this up because otherwise it will be here forever. Well, that's okay. But they, they, And then if they want more information, you also wrote a book. So that, that that's helpful as well, right? Yes, I'm working on that right now. <laughs> and yeah, as you, I mean, tons of information. This event is so big because like a special dining events, they do those as well. So you have things like Party for the Senses where you get to enjoy Enjoy uh, music, reserve seating for Eat to the Bee, Cirque du Soleil will perform while you walk around and taste food and drinks, all that kind of stuff. So that's one of the events. They do things like there's an Italian wine and beer pairing this year. Before it was either Italian wine pairing or Italian and beer pairing. This year, you get the dish and you get beer and wine with each of them. Wow. There's various things like that, and the prices vary anywhere from $39 all the way up to $319. So you can go on the towards the less expensive, or you can 
if money's not an option, then, you know, 319 for the little private area in Party for the Census, then that's, you know, there for you as well. But I did, that's one thing I did put in the book uh, this time that wasn't in the past was how to enjoy the food and wine festival on a budget and get the most out of it. There you go. It's a good, good idea. They also have culinary demonstrations, beverage seminars, and mixology seminars. And right um, Thursday, these can be booked. So July 30th at 7 a.m. Eastern. They can be booked. You can uh, call 407-WDW-FEST or book online at epcotfoodfestival.com. So both of those are options for booking. Um, if you are, um, if you are Tables in Wonderland, Disney World annual pass holders, Disney Vacation Club members, or a Golden Oaks resident, if you book one of these demonstrations Monday through Thursday, you can get a $2 discount on the demonstrations and seminars for those dates, which is nice. It gives, you know, people who are locals a reason to go out during the week to enjoy some of those events. What's the population of, like, the Orlando area? Just wondering. Do you know what? That I do not know. Just wondering. I mean, like, how, you know, I'm just thinking... You know, Walt Disney World is, you know, it's the most uh, attended park, uh, theme park in the entire world, right? Yeah. And so I'm thinking like, you know, how much are they catering towards the local, like the local population? Like with Disneyland, you know, they they have to take into consideration the the annual pass holders and, and, you know, the people that live in the local area because there's so many, you know, we have, you know, Southern California, LA alone is, you know, one of the largest cities in the entire world. So that's the thing that, you know, they you know, can do like special things, special events or whatever, and then, you know, offer discounts for, for select people. But, you know, I'm just wondering like Disney world, like, you know, is it, is that really like a major factor in when they consider doing these, this thing? It's not. not? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not because the majority of the business that Walt Disney world gets is from those visiting from either out of state, out of the country. It's, visited by mostly those people now mm-hmm. there are people who over the years have moved down there because they want to be near disney mm-hmm. there's people who, who have moved down there and don't even go to disney parks so it's i think you've got a wide range of people but they don't they don't market things towards those people per se like you guys have tons of cool events for annual pass holders and and stuff like that that walt disney world will do because they just don't have you know, to them, their their money is not coming from locals. It's coming from visitors. Right. That's why I was just so, wondering, you know, about offering, I guess, by offering this little discount, it's just like throwing, throwing a, you know, throwing the local population a bone. <laughs> you know, it's like, here you go. You know, like, you want to come? Yeah. Cool. Here you go. Here's a little discount, a little something, something. Yeah, yeah there's, yeah. Um, like, to me, it benefits me. I'm tables in Wonderland, and mm-hmm. I have an annual pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, couldn't afford to live in Golden Oaks if I wanted to, since it's like a million and a half is on the uh, cheap side there. Mm. So it is a nice area, though. But yeah, that's I mean, that's kind of in a nutshell, a lot of the information about the, the food and wine festival. As, as you mentioned, Jay, there's like all that stuff on the website. Uh, and I am hoping that my program comes in soon so I can get the book out since it crashed. And uh, every time I, I try and do something, immediately it goes, it has stopped working. I'm like, no, don't <laughs> shut down. 
It did that to me the other day after I did over three hours of work. It had uh, not saved it. And I was like, no, you can't do that to me. Yeah. And since then, uh, when I was getting it to work, I was like, clicking save. Like, okay, I'm changed the font here. Save. Change the font here. Save. Type this word. Save. <laughs> like, I have to do it. I have to get it to save my work. So... Was there anything else to oh dessert? I almost forgot. We got in with dessert. dessert. I don't know. Jay, what is your your uh, Disneyland food tip for your dessert? Well, since uh, earlier you're talking about some of the uh, the people with food allergies and how they are, you know, pay special attention to to that at the uh, Food and Wine Festival. Um, if you happen to be gluten, you know, allergic to gluten, uh, what do they call celiac or something like that. Um, Anyways, uh, yeah, if, if you have allergies to gluten or just want to, you know, dine gluten-free if you're on a gluten-free diet for whatever reason, um, there's a, a website you can check out. And this website is not, Dis- you know, like if you go on the Disneyland Resort website, it, you know, they, they're not, it, it's kind of hard to find the information. And um, I found another one that's uh, done by a company. Um, it's not a company. It's just a, a website. Uh, it's called Gluten Free and SD, and the SD stands for San Diego. And yes, it's a San Diego, you know, dining uh, website, and you know, dedicated to the you know gluten, you know, people with gluten allergies and things like that. But they have a special page dedicated specifically to Disneyland, and it has some nice tips and information. So you know, if you, you're planning to dine at Disneyland and, and uh, you need to take that into consideration, you definitely should check that out. And then also. Don't be afraid to ask the the chefs at the particular restaurants if you have you know for for a special meal because uh, I know for a fact that um, there is a guy that uh, I read a blog about where he and his his um, child had uh, you know allergies to gluten and they told the the cashier at uh, uh, Taste Pilots or not Taste Pilots Grill at uh, Smoke Jumpers Grill and uh, so I guess the cook came back uh, one of the cooks came out and he's like oh you know well tell me about it and you know, this is what we can do for you and that kind of thing. So they tailored, you know, the, the dish specifically to their needs. So, you know, if you go to Carthay Soka restaurant or, you know, Flo's VA cafe or whatever, I mean, you know, just let them know, you know, you you have special dietary needs and, and they'll make accommodations. They're very, very accommodating when it comes to that. Another thing to do is to go to guest relations when you enter the park. Both um, DCA and Disneyland have a list of the gluten-free products that are there like they'll tell you which restaurant has has what and they are regularly updating it so i actually know somebody who um lives out there and her her daughter is gluten-free and so that's how i found that out she was like oh yeah all you have to do is walk in there and they'll they'll give you a sheet just ask for it there you go cool that makes it a lot easier absolutely and then my tip is to pick up one of the marketplace passports when doing Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. This way you can keep track of what you've tried. And in addition to that, you can get a little stamp. Each of the country has their own little one. You just hand them your passport. They'll stamp it. Um, I've had some that write, you know, cheers and whatever their language is. And uh, it's it's a fun way to keep track of what you've had and what you like and what if they have next time you don't want to have again so i think that's all i have for today so i guess it is time to wrap it up 
Jay, tell everyone where they can find you. Oh, you can find me at magicalfoodtour.com. Uh, on Twitter, it's at magicalfoodtour. And same with Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, the whole, the whole you know, nine yards. I, I'm all magical food tour. <laughs> Which makes it nice and easy. Exactly. And you can find me at diningatdisney.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Periscope with looking up Dining at Disney. On YouTube, it's the Dining at Disney. And we are brought to you by the We Be Geeks Network. Please download and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating and review. We'd love you for it. Thanks for listening and bon appetit. <laughs>